Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Wanna go? Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things, mate? Well, uh, very well, thank you, but uh, it's been a fascinating uh, couple of days. Oh, hasn't hasn't it? it just, hasn't it just? They say a week is a long time in football. 24 hours can seem like an eternity at times, can't it? Listen, a day in football is a long time. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> And what a 24 hours it's been. So we're going to start on the topic of the week. Uh, Jose Mourinho going in to replace Pochettino at Tottenham. Well, the, the words he used just a little bit earlier on there, well, a minute ago, you know, uh, 24 hours seems eternity. And I yeah. just said a day. Well, I'll never forget the day when uh, Arsenal signed uh, Clive Allen. Yeah. And then the following day, uh, signed him for a million pound and the following day sold him or put him in part exchange for uh, Kenny Sansom. Yeah. So he, if nothing surprises me in football, nothing. But the the thing what's happened here at uh, Tottenham, the question you're asking me is, I see I see what's happening at Spurs and obviously the, the results are not telling us, uh, the results are telling us there's, there's something not right. Yeah. We all know Pochettino is a good manager. Yeah. I mean, what he's done at Tottenham uh, and having to build uh, or build or keep a team together when they're building a new stadium, just like Wenger did at Arsenal, you know, uh, trying to build a new stadium and, and, and trying to produce a successful team, uh, not being able to buy the better players to help that team becomes difficult. Yeah. So I do believe Pochettino uh, is a top manager. I still find it crazy, but... This hasn't just started this season. It started towards of end of last season when uh, Pochettino turned around and said, I mean, again, I'm only going on what I hear and what uh, has been reported in the media that um, if he wins the Champions League, uh, that he, he was going to resign at Tottenham or that would have been, you know, that would have been his last game. I don't know if that was true. But it doesn't help. It doesn't help the team. It doesn't help the, the football club in, 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 in general. So, <laughs> why has it come right now? I don't know. They've only six points off of the top four. Yeah. They've only six points yeah. off of the top four. And when you look at it and when you analyse it, Mourinho is a manager what needs money. Yeah. I don't think Klopp needs it. And I know Guardiola spent money and I don't think he really needs it. I think he could build a team. I think he still could build a good team uh, and play the football they want to play. I'm not saying if they didn't have the money to spend, they would be challenging for major honours. But they would, then too, would be able to uh, put a Tottenham together and still challenge for trophies and, and, and major uh, titles and, and, and things like that. Whereas Mourinho needs that. I don't think Mourinho's a type of coach like Guardiola and Klopp is. I think he's a he's a manager what's got to buy um, the top 
top and ready-made player because when you look at him throughout his career, he's never really put uh, young boys into team. Uh, and I know what they what they did at Chelsea while he was there. They had produced a lot of young young good lads, but the the guys like De Bruyne and uh, uh, Salah at Liverpool, I mean they weren't they weren't uh, bought cheaply. They were they were expensive purchases. Yeah. You know, and and he, and he didn't want to put them type of players in. And, and I mean, we're talking about two two world class players there. You know, so do I think he's the right fit for for Tottenham? No, because uh, the way out Tottenham and and for me being a young lad, Tottenham's always been uh, an attacking team. Yeah. It's like West Ham, and when yeah. I hear people turn around and say. Uh, what is the way that West Ham play? And you know, you, you people like Sam Allardyce. Do you mean relegation? No, West Ham uh, 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 don't win major trophies, but they entertain the crowd, yeah. and the crowd go down to 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 watch good players, which they have done at West Ham over the years. You know, not uh, the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad patches. You know, but they've had some great uh, times at West Ham and produced some great players. Uh, so Mourinho's not that type of manager. Levy is not the uh, chairman what's going to throw money money around willy-nilly. So, again, Mourinho complained at Man United, yet he spent a load of money at Man United. Uh, and the centre-backs he bought at Man United, he, he's complained about. But he's bought them, and he's paid over £30 million each for those two players. Yeah. You know, So, is Levy going to give him some money? Which, if he is, I find it very strange, because if Pochettino uh, was wanting these players... Uh, that he wanted and Tottenham weren't ready to give him the money. Now, why wouldn't they want to give him the money? Weren't they, weren't they believing that uh, his players, what he thought could come in, were going to be good enough for them? Yet, they're going to give Mourinho what's come in. And so, has it, have they promised Mourinho money to go and buy players? Now, is Deli Alli a, a, a Mourinho player? No, that for me is is not a mean Mourinho player. Yeah. So and not only Deli Alley, uh, Ericsson won't be a Tottenham type of player, uh, a Mourinho type yeah. of player. So there's going to be more and more conflict in that team. Make no mistake on it. Mm. Now, has Mourinho come in and said to uh, Daniel Levy, "Get as much as you can for Abby Kane, and I'll use that money to 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 fetch other players in." We don't know, but that's what I'm thinking to myself. You know, because I try and think, you know, why has he gone there? He's not a, it, it, Mourinho's not a Tottenham type of manager. When he wins things, he wins it by organisation and discipline uh, and uh, counter-attacking without throwing, you know, being cautious with it. So it's a strange one, a really, really big strange one. My personal opinion on it, it'll end in, in, in divorce. I think with Mourinho, it either works or it doesn't work. There's there's no middle ground with Mourinho. And even if it does work, after a couple of three seasons, he finds a way of it not working. And when I mean not working, possibly with players and, and management higher than Mourinho. Now, I think that Pochettino has had a problem with Daniel Levy over the past 12 or 18 months. And I think it's it stems from the lack of investment in the playing side at Tottenham, not the 
the ground because they, they've invested in the ground. But managers want better players to, to produce better things. And, and like yourself, when he come out with that quote that said if he won the Champions League, he would have gone. I think everybody that heard that thought, hey, did I just hear that? Why would you do that? Now, it seemed to me to be an attack on Daniel Levy in the way that Daniel Levy won't release the money. And consistently, it seemed that Pochettino had a bit of a pop at Daniel Levy and the owners of Tottenham. And whether that relationship over a period of time reached irretrievable breakdown and something was said within the last 24 hours that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I, I agree with everything what, you, what you've said there. Uh, but when you when you look at uh, any manager what would be managing Tottenham Hotspur yep. now, why would you not want to be at Tottenham Hotspur when you've just built one of the best grounds, not in Europe, yep. throughout the world? Mm-hmm. Any player, any player running, running out at that stadium and looked at that stand and, 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 and the, 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 the amazing uh, architecture of it yep. and full, you'd think to yourself, I want to really build a, a successful team. Yeah. Uh, so that, with Pochettino, uh, not, sure in, not sure whether he, you know, whether he was wanting a Barcelona or a, or a Real Madrid job. Now, I, I get that because th- them two are either top of the league Season in or season out. Mm. Now to go to a Man United or a, or a Manchester City or a Liverpool, you can't get you know you, you can't guarantee uh, that you're going to be at top of the league season in and season out. I know Manchester City's yep. you know been up there for the last two or three year, two or three seasons with uh, Guardiola, but like Man United now, if you went to Man United now, unless you're going to spend a lot of money to catch Liverpool and Manchester City up, you're going to have to buy some of the really top players throughout the world, and that it still might not. Uh, be successful successful for that manager so I, I i would get him wanting to go to a barcelona or a real madrid but anywhere else in this country i don't get it because man united i think they've done the right thing we only going to show scar by putting him in and saying look let's see, let's see if he's good enough to fetch these young boys through like lampard's doing it to chelsea because you experienced managers like Mourinho don't want to do it i would imagine uh potch would want to do it now has he, you know, has he caused a little bit of conflict with him and Daniel Levy thinking, well, you know, uh, has he had a little sniff at that someone might have said to him to, at, at Manchester United? Because I know it happens. Yep. You, you fancy <clears> the <throat> job. So it's strange. It's strange. But back to Mourinho, I mean, uh, at, at uh, Porto, he was successful and he seemed happy there. The first time he came to Chelsea, he was a breath of he was a breath of fresh air, yep. you know, and he played Duff and Robin, and they were a great attacking team. And then all of a sudden he wanted to get rid of Robin and he wanted to get rid of Duff. Yeah. And he became yes, he he's won a lot of trophies, and you can't knock that. But uh, he, he became a manager which was uh, organisation, discipline, you know, and and waiting for the other team to make um, the mistakes. Now when he went to uh, Italy with uh, Inter Milan, he built a great bond up with those players because, I mean, those players didn't want him to leave. But the worst match I'd ever seen in my life or the most defensive match I've seen in my life was Barcelona and Inter Milan in that uh, semi-final of the Champions League when Mourinho just got everybody behind the ball. You, you would expect an Norwich and that type of team and a Wimbledon 
to do that. But Inter Milan, a big a big team themselves, go to Barcelona. Yes, he got the result. Yes, he won the uh, the Champions League that uh, season. You can't argue. You can't argue with that. And 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 I get it. But he's that type of manager. And and he now since he left Chelsea that first time, and barring the uh, the Inter Milan. That's what I was trying to get at. The Bayern, the Inter Milan, everywhere else has been Real Madrid, uh, Man United, uh, Chelsea again, and then to Man United. For some unknown reason, he's caused conflict. Yep. And he, he never, he, he never, he never did that at Inter Milan. And he never did it at Chelsea first time or Porto. I mean, why would he? Why would he uh, disrupt the, the, the team through the physio? You know when the physio finished up leaving or gained sack and then she took him to a tribunal. Everything about Mourinho, you'd want you'd want him as a manager because he, he wins things, but there's something there what's telling you there's a conflict there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, there seems to be know, an un, 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 unlying or underlying factor with Jose that, you know, is he a bit of a, is he a bit of a control freak? Is he, you know, no all managers, I'm the manager and there's no one above the manager. I mean, we've all seen bits with Cloughing. Hey, big head, get behind me while you're doing the running and, and all stuff like that. Brian was the gaffer and he let it, he let it be known to all the players. I mean, you was one of Brian Clough's players. You know, he's Mourinho like that, but he hasn't quite got that that softness that Cluffy had because although we seen Brian really hard and tough at times, he really had a soft centre, didn't he, Cluffy? He did, and I mean, I were there for three years. Yeah. I didn't see even like the drink side of it. I never saw any of that. And yeah. you know, Barvin being injured, I still saw him whenever he was at the ground. I still saw him, and I and I and I went on the trips away. So I saw that, but when he was, it was more abrupt with the press. Yep. But it was TV. But you know, when you got him in, in the ground, he liked to laugh. Yeah. You know, I mean, because what anybody says about Pete Taylor, and I'm not saying Pete uh, weren't good for Nottingham Forest or Derby or anywhere where, where, where brains be, but Clough, uh, Pete Taylor, and you can ask all the lads, med brain Clough smile. Yep. He was happy. When Pete were there, when Pete weren't there, you know, it went down, but he weren't the same bubbly self uh, as he as he was when when Pete was there. Now, when Mourinho came to Chelsea the first time, when we all saw it, you know, you know, I'm the special one, yep. you know, and he did it with a smile. Uh, even I, you couldn't get enough of him. You think I want to hear him talk again. I want to see his team playing. But after the three three season at Chelsea, from then onwards, it became, you know, uh, bigger than than the club itself, or tried to think it was bigger than the club yeah. itself. Because when you get to, I mean, look, Man United's a massive club. There's a massive club. They're the, they're the biggest club in in England. The biggest club, supporter club, right? The, you could say arguably the biggest supporter club throughout the world. But every time Barcelona and Real Madrid come calling. All the players want to go and play for them two teams. Yep. You know, so when you get the Real Madrid job, you've got to win, but you've got to win in style. Yep. Right? Now, Mourinho, why would you want to leave uh, Real Madrid? You can say, well, you got sacked. That's irrelevant. You only get sacked for, 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 for two reasons that uh, either you're not winning or you're not playing attacking football and winning at Real Madrid. If you're doing them, they will not sack anyone. Going, Real Madrid. Going but, back. But, sorry, but he caught. But he got what he did. 
it, it, it caused a lot of uh, animosity between some of the players, the opposition they were playing against. I mean, uh, the guy who died at, uh, was it Tito, the Barcelona guy, uh, Guardiola's assistant manager, he took over from um, Guardiola at Barcelona. I remember one of the big games, you know, the uh, Galactico derbies, uh, Barca and Real Madrid, and, and he poked uh, the guy in the eye. You know, why would a manager... I mean, if I did that, I'd be crucified. Yeah. And Mourinho started to get more stick now than he's ever done. You know, but he got away with when he was winning things, uh, we're doing things like that. So there is something wrong with Mourinho. When he, I mean, he's got all that money. He should be going out now and expressing himself and saying, I'm going to produce a team better than Klopp. I'm going to produce a team better than uh, Guardiola. I'm going to produce a team better than uh, Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. I'm going to produce a team what's going to attack, but it can, it's going to defend at the same time. But for some unknown reason, you know, he's, he, he shut himself in. And he's made people not, or, or making some people not like him. Yeah. Not all people, but some people not like him. Going back to Brian Clough, you, you're right, because when Cloughy was asked about Peter Taylor, because they, they didn't get on at the end, I think they had a falling out. It was over John Robertson, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, that that Cloughy was on a, I think he was on a run or he was doing something, and Peter Taylor, while Cloughy was there, he was, doing, the, he was doing a walk, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. Doing yeah. a walk. Yeah. Well, the two things what they the fell, fell out of is uh, Pete going back to Derby. Yep. Right, Pete. Pete always wanted to go back to Derby. Yeah, I know that he always wanted to go back to Derby. Uh, and then Cluffy nearly went back with Pete, and for some unknown reason, they, ch- they stayed at Nottingham Forest. I think this is after they won the European Cup, yeah, champion European Cup, whatever it was. I think it was after they'd won that. But it, it, if I'm wrong, it may have just been before. But it was in and around that time, and they turned it down. And then obviously uh, things started to go wrong at Forest, and then Pete went and took uh, the Derby job. But he promised uh, Cluffy that uh, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't take it, and he took it. And then he went and took John Robertson. And that's when they really they fell out big time. Yeah, or Brian Brian had, had fallen out with him big time anyway. And I remember one of the, I forget who it was. I mean, it might have been Brian Moore or or one of the uh, the, the you know the big hitters on the ball or football focus. And they asked him about Pete, uh, and he says, "I've not seen him for ages. I don't know where he is, but he always made me laugh." And and, mm. and he come out and he said exactly that about Peter Taylor. He always made Brian Clough smile and laugh. If you if you ask any any ex Forest players, that's what he did. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you about stories about a pair of them when when uh, when they started to get it wrong at, at Forest. And, and what I mean by that, um, the guy from um, Brighton, Pete had him at uh, Brighton Ward. Peter Ward, yeah. Peter yeah. Ward. Peter Ward. Uh, they signed him, and then when it didn't go right. Uh, when they didn't, when, when Brian, if, if Cluffy didn't think he was uh, good enough, then he, he would let Pete have it. Yeah. And then when if Brian signed uh, Justin Fashionu, Pete would let Brian have it. You know. Yeah. So uh, and so they started to pick on some of the players, not pick on the players themselves, but having to go at each other. Yeah. With the with the signings, you know, uh, w- uh, Wallace. What was the guy Wallace? Ian Wallace. Sold, 
what was his name? Ian Wallace, Coventry right. boy. Yeah. Coventry. So the guy that signed him from from Forest. So little things like that started to creep in. That's it started to creep in because yeah. I'd uh, you know I'd left by then and um, one or two lads who I would speak to would turn around and say to me. Uh, they're slagging each other off every time they bought a player, and yeah. it, you know, and it didn't click. So it really started like that, and then it, it uh, once Pete had gone to Derby, and and then he signed John Robertson. That's when they really fell out big time. Now, just staying briefly with Pochettino, because we're going to move on. Um, could he go to Arsenal? Could he cross the city and go and take Arsenal's job if Arsenal decided? They're, uh, they've had enough of Unai Emery and they want Pochettino to be the man to spend the money and to bring the good times back to uh, to Arsenal. Well, I can say I can say an abrupt question, uh, answer to that. I can yep. turn around and say, Saul, Saul, Saul Campbell did it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, but do I think he could do it? It all depends. Has, yep. he, has he been tap, tapped up to go to either uh, Real Madrid or... Uh, or um, a Barcelona, we don't know. Mm. But I think that's the only um, clubs he would leave for out of the Premier Premier League. Now, when he spoke about if he won the Champions League, that he, he was going to be finishing at uh, Tottenham. Yeah. Then where had he got in mind to go to? I'm not convinced he had. I just think he put that out to Levy to try and get a bit of leverage to get a bit of dough. Right. I think it was a red herring, personally. <laughs> right, I get that, and you know, and I, and I, I, that would always in my mind as well yeah. as. Uh, so my next, so my next question to myself is then, uh, then that's what it was going to be. It was going to, you know, has he done this to make uh, Levy uh, or, yeah. or the fans to put Levy under pressure? Yeah. Because once you start talking about, you know, uh, players and, and then you start to get players being unhappy, managers then are throwing it on to the uh, director of football or the chairman or the owner that, you know, he's not giving no support. So little things like that didn't help him. Do I think he could go to Arsenal? Why not? No surprises in football, does it? Yeah. No, no, don't. I'll throw you know, it. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it was a bit bad. We... we, we uh, we saw Campbell. I think Birmingham and uh, Aston Villa have it bad when they get a play go across from each other. Well, we had Ron Saunders leave Villa and then come come manage at Birmingham. We do get it bad in Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Liverpool and Everton, it doesn't seem as bad. Yeah. If 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 one goes from Liverpool to Everton, but I mean it's usually uh, Everton have got them from Liverpool. Yep. But you know there doesn't seem to be that uh, animosity animosity between those two clubs mm. but the, the the other big clubs we just spoke about there seems to be some so no uh, you know you still got to give this guy a little bit more time and I, I know the conceding goals and he has to sort that out uh, but he knew about that when he when he took over under Wenger would I have sacked Wen- Wenger no but had Wenger got a bit more stale and stubborn Probably so, and yeah. I, you know, would I want him sacked? No, because I like the way we play football. But it still need you still need to be able to sort uh, the back four out, so you're not conceding goals. Because Arsenal and and the Man United of this world and your Liverpool, I mean Manchester City's got into that category now. Uh, Chelsea's they are demanding success. Yeah. So do I think? Uh, I think what will happen is Poch will have a couple of months rest. Arsenal will give uh, Emery uh, two or 
another couple of months um, to see if he can sort it out. But you know as well as I do, if he loses the next two games, yep. then the, there's a big man out there uh, out of a job, Pochettino. So, yes, I, I do believe that he, he could be next Arsenal's manager. Magic moments, TC. What have you picked up for me over well, the last seven days? Uh, the both in one game. Yep, go on. You, you posted it to me. <laughs> uh, and I love the first goal of... Uh, and this is the second time now I, I, I've mentioned Rochdale. Uh, Barry Murphy is doing a, a great job. I mean, when he took over, they were down near bottom. But he has proved what I've been saying for years. Even at that level, you can teach and improve players. Yep. And the goal that, Coventry, uh, that uh, Rochdale scored against Coventry, to play football at that level, uh, to be brave and to believe uh, and, and uh, improve the players and get the players behind them to want to try it and to score the first goal like they did, fantastic for, 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 for a little club like Rochdale. But the goal... What's the Coventry player's name now? Liam Walsh. The goal he scored. <laughs> if that had been Messi or Ronaldo, yeah. you know, or Salah, yeah. or uh, Aguero, or uh, uh, De Bruyne, everybody would have been ranting and raving about it. Everybody said, what a goal it is. But it's soon forgotten, isn't it, because it's third division. I... It's third division. But if that was at the eighth level, you wouldn't miss it. Pelly, Croy, any of those players would have been proud of that goal and they'd have been talking yeah. about it for years and years and years because that's as good as I've ever seen and I've seen Maradona's against England and I've seen Messi in Spain beat from the halfway line beat five or six players I've seen Cruyff do it I've seen loads of players do it right and that is as good as I've seen from anybody I think you're right I think when you look at it in its third tier of, of English football it's just dismissed Gabby, you don't see it, do you? No, no, no. I mean, I you watch don't see it. I watch it. I mean, 90%, 90% of football in that league. Yeah. Right? The goalkeeper gets it. It keeps it away as far from goal as possible. Right? So, you know, the, the thing, if we get it away from goal as, as far away as possible, we can't concede. The centre mass ump it straight back upfield so it puts them straight under pressure. Yeah. So they get it, it comes back up because that's what you're watching. But that get that. That guy Walsh has picked the ball up and he's had the confidence, yep. the trickery and the bravery and the arrogance and the, uh, the panache to be able to produce a goal like that. At that level, it's as good as any of them. I mean, the only difference is one's a Maradona and one's a, Ma a Messi. Yep. The, other, the other one is Walsh. So it doesn't sound right, does it? But the goals were all as equal as each other. See, the thing is with me, when I see a player do something like that, I want to have a look at him next game and next game and next game. Because I think if you can do that, you're, you're a player. I don't care whether it's on, 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 on a school playing field. I don't care if it's your Sunday league. I don't care what level of football is. If you can score goals like that, you're a player. And I want to see more of you because it's goals like that and players taking on defenders like that that, that gets me excited and switching on the game of football. Well, the help he's got and all, you know, is the manager, yep. Mark Robbins, because he just want to play football. Yep. I mean, he he, he done quite well in, in in his early career until he went to Huddersfield Town and he had a he had a bad patch at Huddersfield Town. But within Huddersfield or anything like that, what happens? You, 
I played for 13 clubs, and, and I'm not having to go to Sheffield United. That's the only club that I, would, I didn't feel comfortable at. Yep. You know, and players will tell you, you go to certain clubs and you think, oh, I just don't feel happy here, so I'll be glad when I, I get away. I don't mean that they'll be glad when they get away, but they just they think it's a relief to think, well, I'm glad somebody's bought me. I just didn't feel right. Not, nothing about that club didn't feel right, you know. Yeah. Uh, and Mark Robbins, that's his second time he's been at Coventry. I think the first time he left to go to Huddersfield, if I'm if if, if I'm right, uh, and he, he let Coventry down, you know, uh, by walking out and 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 and, and taking uh, the Huddersfield job. But he's gone back there and he's doing another great job there. The players like him uh, need managers what wants to play football. And Coventry are as good as anybody in that t- in that uh, league. And when you when you look at you know they're not they haven't got a football ground. No, played blues. It's shocking. It's yeah. shocking for the fans that they're having to go to 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 Birmingham City to play there, mm. you know. And and last season up at Northampton, well, not last season, season before up at Northampton, you know they they have had they have had an horrendous time since they come out of the first year. I'm not quite sure if Comte was in the uh, Premier League yeah, or not. Were. Yeah, Villa Premier League. Villa, 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 Villa guys, you know. Yeah. I mean, great little stadium. Great pitch to play on, and Coventry was the first all-seater stadium. It was mm-hmm. in in the in the football leagues. In fact, uh, my lovely girlfriend here, Janet, has just fetched me a nice cup of tea. Thank you. Can I have a? <laughs> can you fetch me a caramel wafer up, please? Right. Hello, Gabby. How right. you doing? You're all right, mate. <laughs> You're up. Anyway, um, so great, great little club, great club to manage. And what he's doing there on a on a short budget is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And to keep him up there, you know, and I hope I hope that uh, Coventry go up this season. Yes, and I hope, I, and it's not Coventry because I'm for all fans as long as they're not. Well, I don't like to say this word idiots, but you know when you get yep. some teams and they just want to cause trouble. Majority of fans don't. Mm. So I'd like to see Coventry uh, get back up there, get a ground, uh, and establish themselves as one of the uh, good old traditional English teams that we we, we always knew what they, we all we always knew what they were. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to stay in Coventry because my one of my magic moments was that goal by Liam Walsh because I thought it was absolutely magnificent. Another magic moment for me was seeing the debut of James Madison, who is a Coventry boy. Um, come on for pro- probably twenty minutes. Unfortunately, he, he didn't start the next game. There is there's one or two people that believe that he was injured and, and he might do I think he did have a fitness test so playing devil's advocate perhaps he wasn't fully fit to play in the second game but he has been on a few England um, squads now and has only played 20 minutes I don't think he's Gareth Southgate's kind of player he's my kind of player and as soon as he come on onto that Wembley pitch for me he lit it up well this is what happens with managers. Yep. They, regardless of what anybody says, they will have uh, the 11 players that they want to pick. Yep. Now, as long as they're not injured, as long as they're not playing bad, as long as the team's not playing bad. Because if the team's not playing bad, then what you get from the pundit says, well, this manager, he doesn't know his, uh, his, his first 11. They all know the first 11. It all depends on how well they do. 
So Madison uh, is behind Henderson because he loves Henderson. Yep, does. Right. Uh, Mount now is getting settled in there. But the three midfield players he had in there, uh, they were his first choices. Yep. Mount's put pressure on. Uh, Madison's putting pressure on. And Grealish now, uh, even though he's not in the squad, everybody's talking about Grealish, you know, another quality midfield player. So what they've got to do, uh, and, and look, it's about opinions, and me and you can scream as much as we want for Jack Grealish or Madison. That manager, and I don't mean that manager, I mean about managers in general at every football club, yeah. they will have the 11 players in their head what they think is the best 11 and what's going to get them promotion, win games, win European Cups, win World Cups as, as, as a national team. That's what he'll have. Now, what Madison's got to do when he gets in there, and I know it's difficult, but he's got to get, he's got to score three goals. He's got to score two goals. He's got to score a goal. He's got to make, he's got to make the other two goals. So he's doing something and putting the pressure on, uh, on, on the other players and he's putting pressure on the manager that the fans and, and, and the media demand that he's playing. Yes. So, I'm like you, but it is opinions, uh, and he has he's got his own he's got his own opinions as Gal Southgate. And it, look, he's a manager, and he's got the right to pick and choose who, who he wants. But I think we're a better team with a Madison in there and a Mount in there and Grealish in there. And he, look, and even not Clay Chamberlain, he's he's had a bad injury, yeah. And to come back, you know, and he looks he looks different in the sense that as a midfield player, you know, he, he can pick a ball up and he can run with it. He can pass it, but he can pick a ball up and run with it. So. These are all great choices, what we've got. Yes, and I would imagine you, just like me, we hope that our players, what we think should be in the team, uh, gets that opportunity. But, you know, I'd still be happy if Henderson and England won the World Cup and they played good football. You know, I, I, I'd turn around and say, well, fantastic, well done, lads. But I still want to see that player who I want to see, who I think uh, I enjoy watching being in the team. 100%. The draw for the uh, the Euros is on um, a week Saturday, on the 30th. And next week, both you and I are going to pick our 23 that would play in that tournament if we were the managers. But we're going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to, through my knowledge and friendship and speaking to you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prompt you and pick your team. And you can you can choose my players. Oh yeah, I've got my twenty three. You've got your twenty three. I've seen we'll your twenty three, haven't I? No, you haven't. No, I've not showed them yet. And oh I'm, right, I thought I'm, you'd put them on. No, 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 no. We're just going to talk about this. We were uh, yet, but I haven't put and, them on. And, be, be, and I spoke to you early on today. And yes. I said to you, yeah. With it, with this, what's going off with Tottenham? With Tottenham yep. Shall we do it next week? Because yep. obviously, this is what's happening at the moment in time with yep. Mourinho and, and, and Spurs. So that's what we're going to do uh, next week. So I'm going to really pick. The team, what you think? Yep. So, so uh, you, you, you think? No, you, you're going to pick the team. What I think? No, you, uh, you, you pick your twenty-three, yeah. and I'll pick my twenty-three, and yeah. then we're going to go goalkeepers, and I'll say, goalkeepers, have you got X, Y, and Z? And you go bang. So you're putting your cards. It's a little bit like when right. you're playing cards, and I'm trying, I'm trying to read your cards. So right. midfield players, you know, I, I've only taken. I'll give you a clue. I've only taken seven defenders, and I'll explain why next week. Yeah, well, and we'll see how and, many we get right each other. Yeah, and, and, and on that, 
And I see, you know, why would you want to text three goalkeepers? You've got to, ain't you? I know. I wouldn't. No, I, but I wouldn't. think you've got to. Yeah. Why? Why would you? I don't know, but I think it is the rules. When do you ever? Oh, is, is it the rules? Huh? Yeah, I think it's the rules. Yeah, I think you. I think you have to pick three goalkeepers. I mean, I'm not hundred percent certain, but but I believe you have to take three goalkeepers in oh. your twenty-three. Well, please, well, I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, have but, a look. Uh, but you try and find out as well. Yeah, as, we'll do. Yeah, uh, because and I know we're gonna get we'll get off of this and start talking because we'll talk yep. about this next next week because that gives me. Another midfield player. Yep, exactly. Well, that gives me another midfield player or a, a striker to take. So you like me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and secondly, uh, defenders, even defenders don't get really injured, do they? No, they don't. Unless they get an hamstring or a, or a groin. Yeah. But in general, it's your midfield players or your strikers what get injured more than any other. Correct. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we'll leave that, uh, and we'll it'll be a good thing for next week to 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 talk about, and we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 get back to what we're going to be talking about this week, and uh, I'm looking forward to that next week. Same, yeah. One of the features that we've um, we've developed on the the podcast is behind the lens. Now, there's a wonderful picture of you being sumo wrestled by a defender that's on your Facebook pages. Who was the defender and what was the game? And, and how did you have that defender's arms wrapped around your neck? Uh, Kenny Clemens, ex-Manchester oh. City, uh, oh. uh, playing for Oldham. Yeah. Um, obviously, was at uh, Illsborough. In those days, Gabby, uh, I mean, we would, we, I saw that uh, you were talking to someone on, on, on uh, Facebook and I, I, I saw that you said, uh, ask TC. I think it was Gordon who said... Uh, it was, yeah, about Birmingham. Ask, ask TC about it. <laughs> well, in those days, they did, any, they did any mortal thing to stop you. Yeah. You know, even in those days, they would pull you down, they would kick you. And when I say kick, I don't mean just time it so that they took the ball and you. They would come and run up to you and kick you. Yeah. You know, uh, and that, I'd gone past him. And he put his arm, well, he didn't put his arm around me. He swung his arm around me to hit me in the face, you know. But they got away with it in in those days. But, you know, those were things that uh, you had to put up with. I'd love to be playing in, in this day and age if I could run, well, if I was 21, 22, 23 again uh, and playing on those pitches because, you know, and the protection you get uh, without being kicked. Because every time I got a kick, I'd look at the referee and I'd say, yeah, first one. And then he'd smile. And then somebody else would kick me. And I'd say, oh, yeah, that's his first one, I suppose, isn't it? But I'd use a, a few explicit, explicit words, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. And then I'd get booked. And then next time, I'd retaliate, kick him back or push him over or something like that. And then I'd get sent off. And they're laughing, yep. you know. So they did get away with it in those days. And uh, when you look at it, it was brutal. You know, it was brutal yeah. in, in, in those days compared to, to what it is for, for them today. And I'm not making excuses, uh, you know, good luck to them. Uh, but I would have loved to play in, the, in, in, in today's modern day football and not being uh, tattled like I were when I was playing back in the uh, early 70s and uh, early 80s. Because even if you was playing rugby, that would have been a foul, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, because you can't, yeah. Uh, what is it? I don't know the rules at rugby, but I know you can't tackle around the neck. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I do know that. So, but that only came in in about 
I think about 10 years ago, we did something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can remember seeing that in the paper or something, or seeing it on Sky Sports, where I think somebody got a serious injury and they, they outlined it. But you still see it, don't you? Yep. Oh, you know, when I have Sky yeah. Sports on and if rugby comes on and it shows you a, a title, you, you know, uh, even though it's a uh, band, you know, uh, you still see players doing it because they'll do any mortal thing to try and stop the opponent. Now, Kenny Clements, didn't he play for Queen's Park Rangers in the early 70s? It's the same No, lad. different. No, different. Oh, is it a different one? What did they call him, Clement? Clement. Him. Yeah, it was Clement. Kenny Clement, Clement wasn't it? Clement. Uh, at uh, Queen's Park Rangers. This was a different uh, lad. Yeah. Th- that's Kenny Clements at uh, Man City and uh, Clement. Got you. you know what I mean? So, a different player, but uh, that one did play for Queen's Park Rangers. Then the one that played for Queen's Park Rangers... Because he left um, and went to Bolton, didn't he? Played played up at, at Bolton for a few seasons. Yeah, wasn't that his brother? What came back in uh, was um, assistant manager with uh, Ancelotti at Real Madrid. You're on about and, the, um, the 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 boy that took over at Derby. Yes. Um, his What's first wrong, his first name yet yeah, escapes me at the moment. I'm sure that's his brother. You know, it's his son. Is it? Yeah. Oh right. Well, I, I know he was. So, I knew he was some related to yeah. him. Had some relation to him. Mm. So uh, yeah, yeah, but I remember the play which you you was on about. Yeah. Now another uh, feature that we're going to do five of the best. We're going to do five Britons, five of your best Sheffield Wednesday players, five best English players, five best forwards, midfield players. But we're going to start on five best Brazilians that that you've seen. I didn't see Grinch and I didn't particularly see Pelly at his pump. So for them very reasons, I, I haven't picked either in my five. But um, you can go back a little bit further than me. So you definitely seen Pelly in, in his pump and his prime. So what would be your best five Brazilian players or your favourite Brazilian players, shall we say? Even though the five, I, I, I mean, I, I, you asked me about this, and I've yep. not, I've not analysed it at all. So you put me, you, put, I, you haven't put me on spot because I knew about it, but I've not looked at, looked them up. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing a, a disadvantage to all Brazilian players because I haven't seen five. I've seen five hundred. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I, even the Brazilian women team, I could watch them play football that good. <laughs> but I remember Garincha. Yeah. Uh, and I've obviously saw clips of him because I was fascinated by um, the football he was because he was a winger. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the old uh, Brazilian, uh, the old Brazilian teams with the uh, v- uh, videotape uh, recorders. I used to get all them. So I've got to have Grincher in it. Yep. I've got to have Pelle in it. Yep. I've got to have a defender, Carlos Alberto, in it. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to give you the best strike I've ever seen in my life. And I love Charlie George is Ronaldo. Yep. Right. Uh, Socrates. Yep. How many is that? Uh, that's five. <laughs> Ronaldo and uh, Socrates, yeah. Is that, is that five? That's five, yeah. And and, and then I've missed out Rivellino. So I'm going to take Socrates out because I've got to have Rivellino in it. I've got to take Socrates out. I've got to put Rivellino in it. I have to put him in it. He, he's as good as I've ever seen in my life as that Rivellino, midfield player. You know, free kicks and how he, 
you know, uh, the tricks he had. I've got to have Rivellino. It's all, I'm sorry, Socrates and Zico and, and so on and so on. Ed Air and, oh, I can go on and on and on. But, but that was my five. What was I've your five? What was your five? What was your favourite era of Brazilian football? Because I mean, I, I start. I, I don't really remember seventy. I was about five in seventy. I remember seventy four and Brazil were absolutely awful in seventy four. Seventy eight, they come back. They were fantastic. Eighty two, probably even better. And I've always loved to watch Brazil, especially when they come to Wembley and and take on us. Well. You know, I, I don't like to go back and say, because, you know, it's it's people say, well, uh, you've got to look forward. But that 1970 team yep. is as good as ever. Well, I think they're the best footballing team I've ever seen. And I've seen Spain's been absolutely fan, uh, fantastic these last few uh, tournaments. You know, France has produced top, but that was the best. That was the best uh, national team. But like I say, even when Brazil don't play well, I mean, they were atrocious. What was the team what beat them 6 0 in the, the quarter final? Semi final in their own backyard? It was um, Germany, wasn't it? Germany. Mm. You know, even some of the games there, uh, even a, a couple of games I saw, and I, I you know, I, I look at them, I, I just love to watch them play. You know, I have a bit of cheese and biscuits and a glass of wine yeah. when they're on telly. That, honestly, when, when Brazil's on, yeah. even when they're not, and all the pundits are slagging them off, all right, that's okay. You know, you can still be a good team and still be a good player, even if even if the team's not a a great team and not winning tournaments. That's how I look at it. You know, yes, I want to see, I want to see uh, to be a great team. You've got to win tournaments, but that was the best. But I've seen some fantastic football uh, national teams. We in nineteen seventy, I thought England were as good, yeah, as Brazil were, but Brazil had just got a couple more players what could unlock a door. And that's what we've got to get into this young quality team we've got now. You know, Jazzino, uh, Jazzino, uh, uh, Rivellino. They were, these were special players what could score and make, could score goals from out, out of nothing yeah. and create goals out of nothing for other players. So that's as good as I've ever seen. But that's, that's the good, best English team I saw as well as. Uh, and for us to get knocked out um, by West Germany. 3-2 when we were winning 2-0 up. Yeah. And the pull Bobby Charlton off, what they were saying is to give him a rest. But it did uh, disrupt the team. I know people blame Peter Benetti. But Peter, Peter Benetti was a great goalkeeper. It was a mistake. But the defence made a couple of mistakes to let Germany back in anyway. So it was one of those games what uh, uh, got taken away from England, not by West Germany, but by ourselves. And we'd have been into the semi-final who knows? I mean, Germany beat us. Uh, Germany, um, Brazil beat us one uh, nil in yeah. one of the rounds. But you never know in the final, do you? No. You just never know. But they would have taken some beating. Would Brazil? I was watching a clip on um, YouTube the, the other day, and, and and they were talking about it, and they wasn't actually that fancied. <laughs> they actually didn't fancy themselves going into that World Cup, Brazil. And you're thinking. Blimey, really? And they were quite shocked when they got to the final and played the Italians because the Italians have always had a good history of, of world football and World Cups and winning World Cups. And um, it was it was their easiest game, really, the way that it panned out when they won 4-1. And that goal from Carlos Alberto, arguably the greatest goal of all time. Unbelievable, wasn't it? When you, when, when you look at it, all that. I mean, the ball, what were played... 
I think it was Carlos Alberto what played the ball down to uh, for for um, Brazil's second or third goal. It bent it outside of his foot yeah. down to Gino and crossed and bang it, it was in. But we we talk about pressure in England when we go into tournaments. Oh. You know, that's the media uh, and everything. But the media are three times worse than ours. Yeah. Because they are, I'm not saying the Brazilian coaches uh, were expecting them to, uh, expecting to win because they're a bit more bit more cautious about it all. But everybody throughout the world because every time a Brazil it is a World Cup. Brazil's the favourites. Yeah. Even if they haven't got the best team, mm. they're the favourites, and everybody expects them to win. The fans expect it. They meet it. It's non-stop. I mean, we're going now where we, we we've got uh, football twenty-four-seven. They've had that type of thing for years in in Spain, where they'll have a, a radio station. It's football, football, all it. But they've had that for years. Yeah. And they'll have one paper of football non-stop. We've only just started to do this this last, I would imagine, from the uh, since the Premier League started. You know, talk shows on on football. It's not we didn't have that, but we 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 always thought we were, we were going to win the tournaments. The players didn't, but it's the media. But uh, I don't think there's another team in the world has the pressure to win a, a World Cup more than than a Brazilian team. No, I think in '74 when they went home, pretty much in disgrace. I think I think it was a goaler who was, who was the manager. He had his house burnt down. I'm sure I I heard a commentator say that. And you're thinking, well, it, it's quite understandable because that's the way they are. I mean, do you remember that Colombian? Was it? I'm just going to yeah. say something here. I will, I'll let Shot you finish. Him, didn't they? But you've just finished it. But I'll wait it while yeah. you finish. And I will say, who was the Colombian? The mm-hmm. centre was the centre back. Yeah, Escobar right? was. Escobar, and then he's gone. That's all right. Escobar is yeah. gone to a restaurant to have a meal, and he's got shot. Yeah, you know because he, he gave a goal away. Mm. You know those South Americans. You know that's what you call pressure, oh. uh, and you have to be careful um, not to be making making mistakes. So no, I like to see I like to see good football, and I'm yes, I'm not. I'm going to say that I'm not bothered whether we win tournaments or not. I, I want us to win tournaments, but I want to enjoy the match. And if, if, if we put up a good match, you got beat by a better team, I'll hold my hands up and say, well done, other team. And uh, I'll support then the next team who I think I enjoy watching. But I always want to see good football. 100%. My my top Brazilian players are um, Zico. Yeah, I think they're Brilliant. all. I think they're all number tens, apart from one that's got a number nine. Because the number ten is a special shirt in Brazil. Yeah. It's given to the best player, player. and it's a mark of honour. And and I think the fact that in in old money, can I was, just interrupt you there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Pelly Pelly wore the number ten. Yeah, did you? And you know, uh, I mean, Gavincha. Everybody thought in Brazil, Gavincha was a better player than Pelly. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And in the 1970 World Cup, Pele was going to be the star man. But again, all the Brazilian people, fans of media, thought that Rivellino was the best player yep. in Brazil. Yep. So it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, anyway, six, sorry, sorry, sorry in, for interrupting you. In 62, Garincha pretty much won the World Cup for Brazil because well, yeah. Pele got injured in the first game mm. and he didn't play again. But there are many schools. He didn't get, he didn't get injured. He didn't get injured. He got brutally, brutally oh, yeah. kicked and taken out of the game. And he did in 66 Same in England. Again. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was brutal out of what they did with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Zico is uh, is, is, is in five. Position. Genius. 
yeah, I love it. And do you remember that goal that he scored? It was Eddie goal, wasn't it? Zico and Clive Thomas. He disallowed it. The ball was coming from over. From the corner kick. His corner kick, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm sure it was Zico that edited it in and he disallowed it. just as He, the knew, he knew what he was doing, Thomas. He goes, anybody oh, sell. Of course he, he did. He, he did. He, he always did that. He was in, but he was a good referee, but he was, he was a, a stirred referee. Men made sure that, you know, I'm the boss and I can send you off, so don't answer me back type of thing. Whereas Keith Hackett and Jack Taylor, you, you know, you love them type of money, uh, referees because they would uh, relate to you as in the game. But I can remember that from that corner, from the far side corner. Yep. When I said far side, because you sat in house watching television, it wasn't <laughs> nearest to you, it was a far side. It was, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, he, he knew what he was doing. As soon as he... Scored. He didn't play. As soon as he scored, he said, "I blown it before." Yep. It went in. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, number two is um, again a number ten, Doctor Socrates. Brilliant. I thought that in 1982, and I didn't realise again politically what what he stood for. And I've just recently bought a book on Socrates. So I'm, well, before I'm you had that was to do to do uh, the political side of yeah, something was, in yeah. Brazil. Yeah, yeah. And and he, and he gave up a lot of things. Yeah, he did. And, and spent a lot of money on on uh, people, poor people, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he smoked uh, twenty cigs a day. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. People always Jack and them used to, say to me, "You never listen. You don't want to know." I used to think deep about football yeah. it, because when I was when I, when they were talking, I was listening to him, but I was thinking other ways that I may be able to do things. But yes, uh, if it. If, if you, he got everybody in, into. He went onto a football field. Into he got people into a stadium, and they refused yeah. to play. I'm sure they did. He, they, they refused to play or something. He was different class. He, he was the people's god in Brazil. Yeah. Socrates. So, so I'm going to indulge in that book and read more about him. So I just love football and love characters and love football players. Um, number three is um, Ronaldinho. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to watch Ronaldinho. He'd send me a dummy while I'm watching listen, him on the telly. <laughs> listen, George Best is my idol, and I always, I'll always say he's the best player I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, and I like Ronaldo and I like Messi. But Ronaldo and Messi still weren't as good as uh, Maradona. No, not for me. Right. So you, you could go on best. But European uh, Maradona, but that kid, yeah, that Ronaldinho, what? I mean, how he's not? I mean, everybody knows he's a great player, but how he's not being classed as one of the best players the world football has ever seen? I don't know. You know, because is it because he was out nightclub and he was yeah. doing this and he was doing I that? Think so, yeah. But think, listen, there's things on the football field, but even best couldn't do mm. what he did. You know, there's some of the things he did on a football field was genius. And I, I, you could, I could watch him do these uh, showboating things all day long, me. You know, mind play football. Yeah, he was different class. And, and as I say, one of the greatest of all times. But I could I could probably name 20 Brazilians that are greatest of all times. I could, you it, can, listen, there's, there's, there's hundreds of them. Anyway. Yeah. Number two, number two, there's only one Ronaldo. And in my opinion, my humble opinion, I um I I would put in my Hall of Fame and my top ten, top twenty, I would put Ronald Ronaldo Brazil above 
Cristiano of, of Portugal. I think they're both great players. But for me, Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, was just different class. Ronaldo of Portugal yep. didn't have any injuries. Correct. The Ronaldo of Brazil yep. did two crucial ligaments. Yes, liga- he did. Cru- two crucial ligament yep. injuries. Two. Yep. Two. Yep. You know how we call players, Harry Kane, a great centre forward, best centre forward in the world? Yeah. And we call Alan Shearer the best centre forward in the world, right? Yep. The, the good centre forwards. Yeah, they are. They, they, and I didn't give it, it's about opinions. Yeah. But the, they wouldn't get near him if no. he was, if I were a manager, they wouldn't even get into the squad because he would play every game. Yeah. He's the best I've ever seen. Yeah. To be, you don't see centre forwards do what he did. Because our centre forwards, it's ball the byline, pull back, up, up, big, strong, push on, bump, score goals. But that, you know when you look at our goal scorers, and it doesn't make a difference what way you where you score them, because even if you're taking penalties, it's still pressure, right? Yep. But he was scoring goals for fun yep. without taking penalties. I'm not saying he didn't take them, but majority of his he didn't. I bet he didn't get to 20 or 30 goals through penalty through penalties throughout his career. He scored goals, spectacular red kicks, you know, headers, left foot, right foot, running with it, tappings. He scored every goal you could ever think of that game. And so comparing our centre forward, when we say these are world class centre forwards, ours, you know, the world class centre forward for me was Jimmy Greaves. We oh, produced. Without a doubt. The best. And Charlie George would yep. Charlie George would have been the second, but he, they would just wouldn't pick him. Yep. But Ronaldo, what you've just said, I'll back you up and yeah, another one. And, and my favourite Brazilian of all time that I've seen is Rivellino. I, I, I watched him in uh, in 78 when, when England played uh, at Wembley against Brazil. Brazil beat us 1-0. And I, I remember as a kid, so I was about 13 and, and loving football and playing for my school and my Sunday league team. And I watched Ronaldo, um, Ronaldo Riva, I watched Rivellino do this, what I now know is a flip-flap. And yeah. I watched him and my jaw dropped and I looked and I thought, how the hell did he do that? What did he just do? And I tried to do it and tried to do it over the fields and that. But these uh, kids can do it now because oh, they, they do practice and Jock yeah. can do that. I mean, he does it to Rashford. Yeah. Ronaldo does it. Yeah. You know, but they all used to copy it and Rivellino for yeah. doing it. Yeah. I mean, I forgot all about him at first and I, I had to drop Socrates out of it because I had to put him in it to oh, Rivellino. Yeah. I have to put him in it. You know, he's got to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. And his free kicks as well. He would just <laughs> bend it round the wall. He was just, what Rivellino couldn't do with the ball just wasn't worth doing. He could, could, you, could you imagine him oh. doing it with his footballs today, that? Oh, you, you, I mean, I remember one Brazilian free kicker. Was it um, Roberto Carlos with that one in La Tournoire? I mean, yeah, Bartes is, is still looking and thinking, what's the crowd jumping up and down for? And By gonna... the way, aren't we all thinking the same thing? We were, yeah. I mean, it's because like... that's, I mean yeah. we have seen some great free kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Rivellino and yeah. some of the bends he used to do, but yeah. that one, yeah. I don't think any of us has ever seen a free kick like that one. I still say it was camera trickery that put that ball into the net. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And so that is my top five. That is my, and I could have picked numerous Brazilian players because I absolutely love Brazil. You know, we might settle with, uh, with these other with these other countries. We might be able to stay with Brazil for the next twelve. 
12, 14, 16 weeks because we, we yeah. keep, keep producing five week in and week out. There's that many great players. But no, it's going to be fun, this. But we, it's going to be fun. We could go five Brazilian defenders, five, <laughs> five, five Brazilian right-backs, five Brazilian By the way, now you said that, <laughs> yeah. without, being, without being rude, it's, it's because of the way we like football. Exactly, yeah. You know, uh, they're defenders. We could pick five defenders next week better than any of our... And and we've got we've produced some good players, you know, your bowls, your Hudsons and Curries in this world. We've, yep. We have produced some good players, but take them out of it, and the Brazilian defenders would be a lot better than some of the, some of the forwards and midfield oh. players that w- what we played or w- what we picked in our country for our national team. I, do you know? I honestly think Brazil pick players in position. They, they they get football players and go, right, you're the best one, so you play up front. You're the next best, you play midfield. midfield. You're the next best, you're yeah. in defenders. You're brilliant, but you're not as good as them, so you're playing goal. In goal. I think that's how they pick the team. They're all football players. They're just, they're just incredible. Look at the goalkeepers. Look at the goalkeepers. Oh, yeah. In team Brazilian at uh, yeah, yeah, Manchester yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. In team Brazilian at uh, Liverpool. Both of them are, yeah. Yeah. You know, let me tell you some. Explain something to somebody. That, that's poor English. Let, let me tell you something. Let me explain something. Those two players yeah. could play Manchester City's team, and he could play Liverpool's team as a midfield player. Yeah, they're that good. Mm. Out, you know, they could be that good as outfield players. Then, and you're right. Yeah, you know, you're a great player, but you're better than. We need you in goal because you can set all the uh, play up from the back. It's mm. unreal, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, they reckon Pelly was a great goalkeeper as well, but no one in the right mind would ever play Pelly in goal. His son uh, was a goalkeeper, you know? Yes. You Pelly's know, son. Yeah. It, it probably is because Pelly had such great genes as a goalkeeper. <laughs> He's passed them on to his son. And you think, how can Pelly's son be a goalie? It is just incredible. And I'll tell you what else is incredible. We have done an hour. You're joking. One and hour was... and 52 seconds. I know. Oh, it's incredible. We haven't even picked his teams for this week. We're going to do that because we always do an hour. Then we go on to the football forecast. But before we do go on to the football, we've got to mention Jock Watch. How did Jock play this week? And did he play? And how did Lincoln United get on? They got beat 2-0. I thought they played quite well first half. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, a goal behind. Um it's not the great football, but, you know, they tried to play some football first half. Uh, and now, you know what I'm telling you about him filling out? Yep. He still looks, he's put a photograph on his on his wall, uh, update photograph. You'll see that what I'm talking about is still lean. But he looked a little bit more balanced, Gabby. Yeah. You know, he's not a Peter Crouch, six foot seven. But you know when you're the big lad, yep. you're, like, you're like a Bambi, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and I went to watch him play to reserve, reserves, under 23s yesterday for Grimsby. Um, the balance is coming back again because they lose, they lose that balance, you know, because they grow again. Yeah. Uh, so they need to get to uh, get the coordination going again. And uh, I was playing. Questioning witnesses in the inquiry today. What's that? Is what's that? Hello? What's, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> My phone just went from one thing to another. <laughs> So, uh, oh dear. I was pleased with him, and the balance is coming, coming in. So it maybe just starting to um, to fall into place. But uh, they went back. Uh, they went one nil down, Gabby, and they could have had two or three chances. They didn't take him. They scored, and then they got another goal. 
and then they just they sent the centre half upfield, and then they just really started to launch it. Yeah. So, um, but uh, no, I'm pleased with him. He's doing all right. It's his strength what lets him down at moment in time, but it's getting there. It's that you, I've seen a little bit uh, improvement in that now. So um, I'm hoping within the next uh, couple of months uh, that he's going to be on bench at Grimsby. Uh, obviously, we've lost our manager at Grimsby. Yeah. I don't like to see any manager get the sack. Um, but football's football, and people get the sack. Choose who you are. Pochettino's just got the sack, you know. So it doesn't make a, it doesn't make a difference who you are, you know. Um, you can lose your job, and you will lose your job. But when you become a football manager, don't expect not to. You're not you're not going to get the sack because uh, I think there's only one manager who's not been sacked. I don't know. Well, I don't think Klopp has any, neither. But Guardiola's never been sacked. But mm-hmm. majority majority of them have all been have all been sacked at somewhere in their careers, and that includes Alex Ferguson. So, but no, Jock. I believe with Jock doing all right. Um, as he gets a little bit older, he'll do even better and better and better. Yeah, one of my mates was sacked at Grimsby as well, Marcus Bignett. He was uh, manager yeah. manager not long ago, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he's up at Geisley now. He's uh, managing at Geisley. And a special mention this week, got a special mention for Santi Cazola, who yes. almost lost his leg when he had, as Arsene Wenger said, one of the worst injuries he'd ever seen. And a great and a great little player, great oh, little left brilliant. foot, and uh, did make Arsenal tick. He did great player, and I just saw that uh, other day on Facebook myself. So yeah. yes, uh, so great for him and all. So from losing almost losing his leg, I mean he had a, had a graft where his tattoos on his ankle now, isn't it? That, that was on it his is, arm. That's right, yeah. yeah, and uh, coming back, playing for Villarreal, doing superbly. And then playing for Spain and actually scoring again for Spain. So well done, Santi Cazola. Well, even legend. even even that's a little bit uh, been a bit weird. And I know he resigned because of uh, mm-hmm. his daughter Enrique. Uh, she got a bone cancer, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's terrible. And, and then she died, and mm. uh, it took time out, and rightly so. Uh, and then his assistant took over, Robbie. Rob- Robino or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, and then he said he wanted to come back, and then uh, they put him back in charge after this game the other night. Uh, so that's technically a little bit of a uh, turn for the worst because they were they were, they were they were big mates. Yeah. Um, but that football, no funny about football anymore, is it? No. Nothing surprises you. There's no sentiment in football. Football is what it is, and it's a strange old beast. Football forecasts now is a, is another funny old beast. It's seven six to me at the moment. It's been to in and fro in. You pulled it back last week, so you picked the music. We didn't have well two weeks ago. You won, so you picked the music. We didn't have the forecast six last week because it was international football. Yep. So you're picking the music again this week. Um, but we're going to go through them. Fulham versus Queen's Park Rangers on Friday night. What do you fancy there, TC? Uh, Fulham. Go on, what score? Let's have a score. 2-1. 2-1 Fulham. I'm going to go... Ooh, I'm going to go 1-1. Fulham are the draw specialists. I was, it, hoping, I was hoping you're going to do that. That puts me back in, in, in play this week. <laughs> And it is a West London derby as well. And, and you back for you back full up to win league, so I get that. I know, strange, yeah. That one, strange that one. <laughs> Kiss of death anytime I back it. But anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one up this weekend also. 
Go on then. Everton versus Norwich. I think we'll probably both agree on this one. Everton 3-1. Yeah, I'm going to go Everton 2-0. Luton versus Leeds. 3-0 Leeds. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds. So, 3-0 Leeds. Bristol City versus Forest. That's a cracker. 1-1. Ooh, OK. I'm going to go Bristol City 2, Forest 1. Mm. West Bromwich Albion versus Sheffield Wednesday. Hart versus well, Head. I've had Wednesday for the last few weeks, uh, so I must be jinxed to him. So I'm going to go a West Brom win and hope that Sheffield Wednesday beat them. But 1-0 West Brom. OK, I'm going to go 1-1 because West Brom do throw a little bit of a wobbly at times. And I think that Wednesday are due, uh, I think they're due a draw at uh, West Bromwich Albion for no other reason than I just think they will. And then on uh, Monday night football, hopefully the return of Super Jack, Jack Grealish. Against... You're taking some stick with this Jack Grealish, you oh, know. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. I used to have about 500 Blues fans that are followers. I've got about two. And, and half my family don't talk to me neither over Jack Grealish. It's absolutely laughable. Honestly, it's crazy. But I, so... I, Who's Villa play? Villa play in Newcastle. So it's a return of Steve Bruce and Cabbage Gate. Uh, 2-1. Villa. Yeah. I'm going to go Aston Villa 3, Newcastle 1. Ooh. Yeah. I think they'll do them. I oh, think... yeah. Villa 3, Newcastle yeah, 1. I yeah, 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 Newcastle yeah. 3. No, no, no. Oh. I, can't, I can't see Villa getting beaten. I've, I've watched them a few times. I've been down Villa Park a couple of times. I like the shape of Villa. I like the way they're playing. The only thing that I will say is up front, they do lack a cutting edge. And in the January window, you can see Dean Smith going out and spending a bit of dough on a forward or two because I think he desperately needs them. Right, my record at week Go is on, going mate. to be UB41. Go on then. Uh, eyes are blue, is it? Or Blue Eyes is something like that it is. It's a great track. Uh, You'll have to look it. Is that off the country album? Uh, I'm not quite sure, but it's 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 filmed in uh, Africa. Oh, you know. okay. Yeah, yeah. It uh, does. The video, the video of it. It's a, it's a great song. I love I love the song. It's a great song. So what? Run by me again. The uh, the song title. I think it's Eyes of Blue or Blue Eyes. It's something like that. Okay, right. You'll be 40. We will, uh, we will find that for you and we will, well, we're going to go out with it now. So, guys, brilliant. thanks for listening. TC, thanks for your time. Love to you and yours and we will reconvene next week, mate. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend and I hope both our teams win, uh, Gavin. Come so, on. brilliant. Thank you. Love to you. Catch you bye, later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, TC. Bye. Bye. Twilight glow, I see her Blue eyes crying in the rain As we kiss goodbye and party I knew we'd never meet again
Crying in the rain 